this is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable, it's going to be fun, and together we will become fearless. Hello, 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 all of our fearless family out there, what is going on? Oh, did you miss us? I didn't miss us. You missed us. Don't lie. You missed us. I'm sorry. But we're back. We're back after a week away. We're doing it again for our Fearless family. Welcome to a Monday episode here on the Fearless Fathers podcast. As always, I am your co-host and I'm your co-host, Davo, and I have Ryan with me. Ryan, say what's up? Shaking off those cobwebs, Dave. Oh, I'm shaking off those cobwebs back. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I completely brain dumped everything I was going to say as soon as I hit the record button. You know, you do something 60 times in a row, and then all of a sudden you take like a short forced break, and it just fucks your day up so bad. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I'm looking Every at this recording time. now. I'm like, I don't know what these lines mean. What does it mean? <laughs> I know I wrote it, but all it looks like is friggin' scribbles on the page. What the fuck? But that's right. We're back. After a forced break away that we're going to talk about a little bit here before we get into our topic in today. As a lot of you know, we didn't have any episodes last week, last Monday or Thursday. Because we're dads, because life happens, life finally got in the way of us in not allowing us to produce our content like we normally do on a regular schedule, nor were we able to backlog anything prior to any of this happening due to being dads and all of that. I was called away for National Guard duty for about two weeks. That took me obviously away with really not much going on, hence the social media was quiet and you know we were quiet, but I'm still growing out my mustache and it looks beautiful right now. So pictures of that will be out there. Mm, yeah. And Ryan was forced to slave away at a job that he so <laughs> well, you want caringly me to do it? loved. I mean, I could talk about it. It's fine. You know, it's my life. I own your life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> no, we um, obviously the nature of my work and I've talked about it in the past, but, you know, not a whole lot. We're like federally mandated to be there. You can't really take a whole lot of time off. And then with coronavirus cases going up and people getting sick and people's spouses getting sick, uh, people are getting quarantined. So there's less and less people to do the job and you have to meet your numbers. People are like getting forced to do extra, extra shifts, extra work. And that's kind of what happened last week. I had to work a lot. I barely even saw my wife and my kid. Um, and hey, that's that's the nature of things. I was trying to put stuff out. I'm sure if you listened to two weeks ago's episodes, you could see how stressed I was because I knew it was coming down the pike. And then, bam, it just it just hit. And I mean, like I could barely make a phone call. I'll put it to you that way. It was was ugly. Yeah. And and Dave, it was the same thing with you, man. (laughs) It it was the day we were going to record, I think. Yeah, it was either the day or like the day before we were going to record and i yeah i got that phone call it's like uh, hey you got about 24 hours uh we'll see you here i'm like uh fuck all right cool you know it's you know it's funny my phone just went off as a call out right now <laughs> <laughs> which i'm not taking but the point, point. <laughs> by the way jim if you hear this episode 
I definitely take call outs. Don't don't write me up. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you on Monday. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I guess the point is, like I was saying two weeks ago, like I mean, life happens, especially in the nature of what me and Dave do. Um, because somebody's gotta do it. I mean, yep. Some somebody does. And I don't it, soon it won't be either of us, hopefully. Um we've we've certainly done our time, but we're not quite there yet. And, you know, I'm I'm happy to be back. How about you? Oh, dude. So I know you put me on a mandated forced 48 hours of no podcast work as soon as I got home, which I ended up hitting double that. So I told you 72 hours, but it was four days. I, I want you to be aware of that. After Very two good. weeks away and not doing anything, I am beyond stoked to be back. Beyond stoked. Yeah. Like just, just sending an email to reschedule interviews just had me like feeling happy and passionate again. And I've never felt that in any job that I've done after I've been away for like two weeks or even a weekend with the army. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cause those are just jobs. These are, this is a passion for us. We love oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Am I making anything from this? Absolutely nope, not, not right now. <laughs> not a dime. We keep paying Facebook though. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, who? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. We're going to talk about that. Talking oh. about taking breaks. Are we just going right in, Ryan? Are, are yeah, we just going to tell him? Yeah, sure. Let's just tell him. All right. So a very interesting documentary came out on September the 9th of this year. And if you missed it or you don't have Netflix or I mean, it wasn't a Tiger King level documentary, it, it, but it's still incredibly important to watch. Um, and it goes through the uh, the science and business practices of social media platforms and how they how they affect you and it's called the the social dilemma and i'm sure if you read the title of this uh this episode you knew it was coming it's all about uh you know not necessarily limiting what do you how do you want to say that dave so i would call it more towards being cognizant of how i don't even think i want to say cognizant but like it's it's such a tough one so I guess the best way I could say it is I told you about this documentary after I watched it the other day and you know a lot of what goes on when you're mindlessly scrolling social media for like 10, 15 minutes at a clip or constantly unlocking your phone. Wait, hold on. Stop right there. So you watched it the other day, right? Yeah. After you got home? Yeah. And then we're now we're doing a podcast about it? Yeah. You lying sack of shit. You did work on the podcast. No, I didn't. You, you motherfucker. You watched this documentary. That's work. Go right, on. I'm it, sorry. It Go didn't on. turn into work until at the very end. But you were thinking I about it. You were thinking about her, you slut. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. I watched it like Wednesday, so I yeah, was already right. passing that 48 hours. It's all conjecture for the... I told you. I told you. I could bring the funny back. I could do it, Dave. Don't get rid of me. I could bring oh. the funny... No, you're on you're on a thread right now. Made me lose my train of thought, you jackass. I would say going to before I was so rudely interrupted by my loving co-host and unfortunate unfortunate partner. You know, um, baby. Oh, God, I hate you. It's so good to be back. You 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 know the you know when you're mindlessly scrolling social media, you're aware of it. You want to stop, but something stops you in doing that, it, I think it makes you more aware and eye-opening 
than anything which i guess would be cognizant but whatever but that that's that's kind of my take on the whole thing yeah and i guess we're going to be trying to display our thoughts on mitigating social media to our young children because we have young young kids right i remember when facebook came out i i, I don't know how 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 old are you dave i was about facebook came out what about 2000 I mean, how old are you officially now? came out i'm i'm gonna be 31 in about a month okay. from the day it's recording so i think that was about what 2006 when it actually like came out for like college students yeah yeah it was not like mainstream. a year it was a year and a half after i got out of high school because i was i was still going to the Penn State at the time, so I could get an account. I was all excited about that, and I made the account Jack Daniels. I wonder if that's still out there. Ooh, Ooh I have to go look. But me and my Man. buddy were like, "Oh, hey, are you using your your college email? Who the fuck uses your college email?" Yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't last too many more semesters over at fucking Penn State. <laughs> so I used my uh, my Penn State email to set up the Jack Daniels, and immediately got a whole bunch of fucking people. <laughs> So very good. But that being said, those are the days when it was like young and innocent and a fucking social experiment. And it oh, wasn't yeah. really the giant, horrible corporate conglomerate it is today with, uh, you know, all the crazy algorithms and fucking supercomputers that can easily destroy your life if you let them. So a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and the documentary goes into, you know, like how, fake news spreads versus you know like actual news um and how much faster it spreads like i think the number was uh six times fat it, it spreads six times faster on twitter obscene absolutely crazy and, and i think the one um conspiracy theory they use as a, as a um uh example was the pizzagate one yeah where i i guess the clintons were had had a child sex trafficking ring in a in a pizza sh- under a pizza shop in Washington. Yeah, ba- it, basically, p- yeah, PizzaGate basically is like, oh, you ordered a pizza that was that that was code for sex trafficking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and well, then a guy went there with a gun, and there was no basement. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> problem solved. Yep. Yeah, you guys fucking nailed it. Or like Flat Earthers is another one oh, that, the that spreads Earthers. around a lot. But anyway, yeah. When we're when when we're talking about this, and I mean, like I told you, I I told you to watch it but it's it's almost funny and i didn't tell you this and i just thought about it but the day before i watched this documentary i watched the movie snowden about edward snowden and how he you know how he went to leak all the information and how people were watching you and data you know and the government was watching you and all the data collection everything like that so i i found it almost funny that that was like a prereq to me watching this because it's essentially like the amount of data collection and everything out there that's going on We're we joke about it and we're aware of it and we say oh our fbi agents out there looking at us hey tim if you're you know if you're listening to me today but (laughs) this guy's bored as fuck (laughs) (laughs) but it's true it's true and it, it really like Again, it was really eye-opening to me in the in the whole sense, especially with this documentary, being that, you know, I'm a newer father, you're a new father, we have the experienced fathers out there, but the amount of time that we allow not only just ourselves, ourselves as dads, but our children use social media or like they talked about like YouTube for kids. 
Yeah. And like in that documentary, how they talked about how ad regulation was so strict for Saturday morning cartoons, like Saturday morning, your kids eating four bowls of Lucky Charms. You're watching cartoons for four hours. These ads are not going to be targeted during this time block on these stations. Now, YouTube for kids, it's like, oh, here you go. Unregulated wasteland. Now there's fucking ads all over the place and nothing's being held accountable. Right. Because I don't, I don't, I mean, I think it could be eventually when the technology comes around, but, or if the technology exists already, why would a corporation like Google limit their ability to sell advertising? Like, so there's no reason for them to even. Right. There's, there's, there's absolutely no reason. And you hit it, you hit a valid point. Cause like one of my favorite people out there, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, he talked about this, not this exact thing, but social media in general it's still in infancy and we oh, have yeah. to we have to understand that that when tv came out in the 50s and 60s they didn't know what the fuck to do with it they were they were doing advertisements they were radio ad, ad, uh, radio ads just filmed for tv it was just a dude in a microphone reading a script and that was the that was the tv ad you know think it differently for marketing but when you look at it and compare it it's we're going through another change that our grandparents and our parents went through. But now, unfortunately, it's such a, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it's so open to everybody at any time. Yeah, it, it's so open that like, you know, the one thing that got me was the mental health aspect when they talked about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. Was that nuts? Um, the teen suicide rates. Um, what was the number they did about the the, the age groups of preteen girls who cut themselves before two thousand and six, and then they popped over the numbers? Like, Holy fuck! So I'm actually I'm actually looking at it right here. Oh, good. so wait, you got the numbers up? I got the num- Ryan. You, Shut you're slipping, down. man. Send me the fucking website right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. It's a, it's a brave new world. <laughs> it's a brave new world when Davo's giving you the numbers. Yeah, fearless fathers first. I think it's gonna fuck with our metrics. Yeah, I know, right? Our, our personal, our personal uh, Podbean algorithm robots are not going to know what to do with it all. <laughs> <laughs> this this whole podcast is just going to implode on itself. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but by the way, it is interesting that you mentioned in that Snowden movie, and then you found this one directly after it. Netflix led you to that, be probably because you watched the Snowden movie. No, so I actually saw both at the same time. Oh, yeah. So I saw. I, it was either going to be one or the other, whichever one I was going to watch that night. We just happened to watch Snowden, and then my wife fell asleep about an hour and 45 minutes into that, gotcha. like she always does. But yeah, I I know where you're going with that because, you know, but we'll also touch on that. But by the numbers, so this, I always knew it was bad when social media came out for preteens and teens, but when these numbers, when I saw these numbers, they, it, it actually made me sick. It made me sick. A 62% increase in hospitalizations for American females ages 15 to 19 and a 189% increase in females ages 10 to 14 due to self-harm beginning in 2010-2011. That's like when social media really started picking up to where it's at now. Yeah. 189% for preteen females. It's fucking scary. It's real scary. And what what got me too 
was the suicide rates. A 70% increase in suicide for females ages 15 to 19 and a 151% increase in females ages 10 to 14 beginning when social media was first introduced in 2009. It's horrifying. It's it absolutely really yeah. it, it's it's 100% horrifying and like I talked about it being in its infancy but you know we know about cyberbullying. We talk about cyberbullying out there in the world, and it's you know all over the place. And unfortunately, I happen to know a coworker of mine who I consider like a mom to me. Her 16-year-old daughter killed herself about two to three years ago because of cyberbullying. Jesus. I didn't know that, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, it – like <laughs> – I guess what I'm trying to get at at the end of the day is like we're here to we're here to open up your eyes on this. And like you said, this wasn't this wasn't like fanfared like, hey, check out this documentary. It's like, yeah, this documentary came out, but nobody's really talking about it. Well, you know, I think there's a real good reason for that is people have these pre pre perceptions, I guess, about social media. It's so ingrained in everybody's life. I mean, I know I cruise Facebook every day or every other oh, day yeah. or whatever it is. We do it a lot for this, honestly. Yeah. But people don't like to be wrong. And something that's so ingrained in their life on a day-to-day basis, you know, when it's wrong, it it physically hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't like it. Yeah. So guess what? We're here to talk about it. Because this is the podcast that makes you hurt. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and deny the fact of what you're saying because you're right. When change happens, people fear fucking change. They Absolutely. do. And yeah. it's completely normal. I do it. I'm growing. You know, you're doing your thing too. Like we all hate it in one way or another because it is uncomfortable because it makes your skin crawl. We all know it's there and we all say we're going to do better. But I mean, even like they talked about in the beginning of the um, documentary, and I don't think we talked about this in the beginning, but they interviewed a lot of former like heads of like Google, Facebook, Pinterest, like all the big social media and search engine platforms. So, the, you know, these aren't some, you know, oh, yeah. tinfoil dudes, except I think that one dreadheaded, that one dreadlocked oh, he was, dude. He was the best one. He didn't even like, it, God, guy, I don't know remember <laughs> your name, but if you end up... <laughs> watching this episode man i'm sorry he didn't even look real no no straight up straight up i I don't know i do not know how to describe the way this gentleman looked you should have to go watch it and everybody's beautiful in their own way but just the the first time i saw him his appearance was, was was quite startling um honestly like i started to get into what he had to say and i'm like yeah yeah this guy's fucking right mm-hmm but the other one that really caught me was former Google design ethics director. His name's uh, Tristan Harris. Yeah. Did you notice he's got like the craziest weird colored piercing eyeballs? No. And my wife was the first one to notice it. And first after that became not uncomfortable anymore, um, I wouldn't take a second look. I was like, holy fuck. They're like halfway <laughs> in between like yellow and like honey is the color. And it just... You, I don't remember the first like 50 things he said because I was just like, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> is it just social media people look weird? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Mo- moving along. So Tristan gives you 
Um, by the way, Tristan, great guy. He's the uh, what else did he do? He's the uh, the co-founder of the Center of Human Technology, which is an which is an amazing organization. But back back to my original point, though, like they talked about in the beginning, how they never expected the the bad of social media. Like they never expected where we would have fallen today, I think was the point that we were trying to get at here when we started talking about Tristan and all of that. Dread Dreadlock, guy. dude. Dread guy. Dreadlock. Yeah. Dread guy. But, <laughs> we love you, dread guy. But I mean, it became like such this monster of what we, what we deem to be free, but it's not free because we're paying with it for our time, which is the most precious thing we could ever have. Yeah, we're paying for it with mindless scrolls, ad clicks like that is, you know, and they said it in the documentary. That if something's deemed free, it's not free. You have to pay for it in one way or another. Oh, no, they went farther than that. They said, if you deem something is free, you're the product. Somebody's buying. Oh, that's right. And guess what? They're right. Because every time we run a Facebook campaign, we're. We're like picking demographics. How do you think they get all that information? It's voluntarily given over yep. by by you, by the people, by me, by Dave, by everybody. Yep. Um, and that's how you know that that's how we run advertising for this thing that we do. Um, so we are definitely part of the problem. And I don't I want to put that out there right now. <laughs> yeah, and that, that made me a little bit more sick after yeah. thinking about it, uh, yep. which may have to think of some new campaigns, but we'll just start handing flyers out. Walking down the street, coming to a town near you. <laughs> Yo, just direct mailing. Yep. <laughs> du- du- fearless fathers direct mailings. <laughs> Go on. But you're right. And I mean, the reason why we're talking about this again today is we're, we're talking about the stigmas associated with the mental health aspects of social media, not just for your children, but for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time in the show. I, I see it constantly, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a little tangent here, but... I see it constantly where parents are almost scolding their six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds to get off their phones, to go out there and do stuff, to be a kid. And what do they do? They see them on YouTube. They're on Facebook. They're playing Fortnite. They're doing whatever, right? They're staying to the screens. But But do we ever ask ourselves as parents, what did I do that caused this? Did I give my child a screen at two years old and say, here, start watching YouTube videos, right? When you start making that such a regular routine, that's what they know. That's what they grow up with. When they see you scrolling through Facebook mindlessly throughout the day and just on your phone almost three, four hours a day or you know, however long you're on there for, and then your child, your two-year-old, your three-year-old starts picking it up and starts playing with your phone like they're scrolling, that should be a wake up call. Oh yeah. And I'm Absolutely. saying that because that's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going through that same thing right now in my own life where I've realized that I'm on the phone constantly when I'm around my son scrolling and now I see him doing that. So that's the reason why I'm saying that today because I'm physically going through it right now and it's, it it makes me sick. It it makes me absolutely sick that my kid is picking up on that. Yeah, I um used to give him the tablet to watch uh, like little kids shows and things like that. And I don't I don't do it anymore. We still do the YouTube thing occasionally because he likes uh, some of the songs on there. 
but I try to really limit the time that like that he's interacting with um, social media at all. Um, just to like prove the point, like he, he doesn't, he doesn't need it. I don't want him to like grow up and see like, Hey, this is how everything works, but it's hard. It's really hard because so much in your life is involved around social media right now. Even with us, like this business is everything, everything revolves around social media. That's how we reach people. That's it's the point so of social it. media heavy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not a traditional business. Well, you know, I, I, I guess social media is the new norm. It almost yeah. has to be. And there's a lot of interesting, interesting points to that. And like a lot of interesting stuff that's happened in recent history. Like social, social media has been, been weaponized recently, like literally um, the, the past couple of elections, the really contentious material coming out, the mm-hmm. COVID-19 propaganda, all the fake news shit that comes out through there. Problem. The biggest problem with that is not only does it affect people's um, like mindset, um, people really believe it. And also then the corporations that were producing actual information and like doing real journalism, um, they're still corporations. So they see this stuff working. So they go and they do that. Yep. Yeah. And it just, it propagates from there more and more and more. So as a consumer of, of said information, you really have to be very careful because the more you eat, I'm going to call it internet junk food, quote unquote. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like what that. it is. Yeah. 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 And uh, by the way, while we're, while we're talking about new terminologies, I would also like to change the name of, um, like actual junk food to slutty food. That would be great as well. Could we, if we could get that, get the ball rolling on that. <laughs> so we have our internet junk food, uh, quote unquote. And it's just, it comes from everywhere. It can literally come from, from anywhere. I see a lot of people on both sides of the political spectrum. Generally, if the website it comes from doesn't have AP in the title, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't really trust the news like that anymore. Um, like even some of the big ones, like the CNN and the Foxes of the world. Fuck oh, you. Yeah. Fuck that. No. <laughs> Yo, man. no. And they're starting to come nope. around because they're starting to see the damage that they did. Americanews.io. Like that's not a, that's not a website. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's <laughs> some skeezy, some skeezy Russian or Chinese guy just putting whatever out. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah. and that's, but but that content exists because people eat it up. They, they do eat it up, and they get fat and bloated on it. It's just fucking gross, and um, it poisons the mind, and it poisons the ability. And it keeps you locked in front of your phone because it's the great the great drama of our of our of our world. Um, and instead of you know doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is you know watching your kids, now your kids watching you mm-hmm. uh, just get frustrated and upset and you know stressed out and disgusted with the way things are going and it's all pointless <laughs> it shouldn't be a fucking thing <laughs> so i agree i agree a million percent with all of that the i mean the internet junk food is it's real right it's 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 sweet we love it we want to eat it up because mm-hmm. it's it's not good for us by any means but we want to get more of it we want to get that little extra you know just that one more cookie or that one more turn at you know whatever the case is it's the it's the gordita crunch of the information yeah. <laughs> world. It's not real. <laughs> Nothing in it's real, but it's delicious. And you're gonna put some sauce all over it and eat the shit out of like eight of them. 
we as parents, we need to do better. I know I need to do better. Ryan knows he needs to do better. We all know we need to do better. Whoa, 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 and, whoa. Oh, no, you need to do a lot better. Hey, fuck you. You didn't do anything with a social media campaign, so you need to do a lot better. <laughs> no, I was helping the situation <laughs> by not oh, posting. All right, Actually, yeah, I was so, helping the situation by rolling into a ball in the corner of my bed and just trying to get four hours of sleep before I had to go back to work. But I'll, I'll be straight up, though. Like After I watched that documentary, I have actually really been cognizant of the amount of time that I'm spending on my phone each day. Like Now, when I'm waking up, the first thing I do is I don't check my phone. I keep my phone locked in the room for the first half hour, 45 minutes of the day. I set my day right now within these last two days, and I've seen my screen time just off social media go down. <laughs> Jesus. I think normally, like for me, normally on like a Facebook day, I might do like an hour and a half to sometimes two hours, depending, depending. Um, and that's not even considered like podcast work. You know, we'll just talk off my own it's personal account. Podcast work. All right, listen, I'm back in the game now. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Go on. The day after I watched that documentary, I was down to 20 minutes on Facebook in that in that next day. Yesterday, I was a little bit higher. I think I was at like 35, 40 minutes, but still progress, still progress. And I'm yeah. still being cognizant of my screen time and where I'm going and what I'm doing. And to the point now where if I have a ton of notifications on my phone, I instantly clear them. I instantly clear them off my phone so I don't even see them because that's a big, that that's a huge precursor that they've talked about too and the science and the psychology behind the notifications. I have a little uh, a little trick for that morning wake up thing. Mm-hmm. So I lock my screen so it doesn't it won't like auto turn. And I have a uh, like a wireless charging like it's a big triangle that the phone sits on. And um, then I put it in there so it it still charges overnight. But I, I don't see very well. My eyes are really bad. And when I get up, if I see something and I realize. Like that has the potential to be important. I'll pick my phone up immediately. Well, right. now that it's upside down and completely unreadable to my astigma vision, like I'll take a look at it, not even think about it, and then go take a shower. So that that's that's how I combat that because I I always had a big problem with, like picking that up in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, yeah. Or oh like, yeah, getting work calls at three a.m. which do happen, and it's like an automated sure. service telling you, "Hey, you're going to be short tomorrow." Oh, thanks. <laughs> that's good yeah, time. Great. Definitely won't stress about that at all. Like shit like that used to wake me up all the time. Now I just fucking blow right through it. I think there's even a, um, especially on iPhones, I think there's like a, like a mode where you can, um, like it changes all your, your settings. So it doesn't just, just doesn't wake you up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, Android has something like that too. Like the do not disturb feature and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, with Android's like a digital well-being service. Now you can actually set times to how long you want to be on each app. So like if you're a big, you know, Facebook user, you could set it to, I'm only allowing myself 45 minutes a day. And then once that 45 minutes hit, it immediately grays out that app. So you can't go back into it until the next day. Yeah. Like th- yeah. there there are tips out there and people are aware of them, but what all, what all else can you do to help this? Not just for yourself, but for your child. If, you know, if you're a new parent or an expectant parent, or if you have a, to- you know, the toddler out there, we say the new parents, are the zero to four range. But if you have those children in that age range, what are some things that you can do? Well, Mr. Harris 
has given us a set of countermeasures. Ooh. Yes. And I have them right here. I I would like to read them off to you real quick before. Weird. I'm looking at them too. Oh, you fuck. I knew you were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Anyway, do you want to read them? I mean, I'll read them. I don't give a shit. Eh, Read a couple, and then maybe I'll talk over you. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, (laughs) Turn off notifications or reduce the number of notifications you receive. This is a thing that I do actually. I can't stand when my phone goes off a bajillion fucking times for no reason. Mm -hmm. Also, I'd like to ask the bots out there and wherever the fuck they're coming from to stop commenting on the world's greatest dad episode. Holy <laughs> shit. I get seven of those emails in between two and five o'clock in the morning. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still up. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uninstall social media and news apps um, that are wasting time. So I, I think what he's getting getting there is um, like on an iPhone, this isn't such a big deal. Uh, especially with the news apps, because you get them all in one place. But on Android phones, I- I'm sure, like if you sign, if you have like the I don't know, give me a broad spectrum here, like the Washington Post, the New York Times. Yeah, um, you get you have all those uh, on your phone. It'll start to pile up, and you just get notification after notification after notification after notification after notification. <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly what it is. It's a constant carousel of notifications to keep you going in. That that's all that social media and news and news apps do. Right. See, this one I think more is a double edged sword because you could sit there and uninstall a social media app, but what's the what's the thing stopping you from going back in and reinstalling it? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So this this is and again, a lot of these are gonna be the same thing. Like what's gonna stop you? It's the realization for yourself and knowing that you want to do better and willpower is not just going to be the only thing that's going to help you through that. And and here's another thing that I like to say is like a lot of the news outlets aren't running the same kind of algorithms that these are, these are all running. So you're getting notifications about things that, you know, just don't even matter to you. All right. Well, here's a really good one. Dave, this is sad news, by the way, Dave, do you know what happened in the Sinai Peninsula two days ago? No. Did you know six U.S. service members died in a helicopter crash? Sadly, no. No, exactly. That's big news. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. That mission's been going a long ass time, and I mean, hearts and heart. My heart goes out to their yeah. families. Um, and I'm still waiting to hear what unit they're from. Um, but usually, that's a National Guard mission. So that's really close to our heart, by the way. And mm-hmm. the the aviation brigade from the 28th ID is currently deployed to the Middle East, so it might be mm-hmm. a unit that we know. Right. And it's just one of those things where you get so much toxic news. The stuff that really matters to you never gets, never gets to your ears. The only reason I knew that is because, you know, I'm trolling the Associated Press every day. That's where I get my news from. Um, Or like Newsly, Newsy, Mm -hmm. Newsy. That's the one. Newsy is a good one. But then again, they pull all their articles from the Associated Press. So it's really all about what the news stuff is, just where, where you're getting it from. If you go too far one direction or the other, you're just going to get more right. of the trash you find on Facebook all day. Just compress yep. down to sell you stuff. So, yep. all right. Well, all that aside, sorry to destroy the mood in this room. <laughs> Dave, appreciate I do it. apologize. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Phenomenal. Use search engine that doesn't store your search history. I love DuckDuckGo. Really? Is that love still it. a thing? It's still a thing. It's It's going stronger than ever, man. I love it. Absolutely love it. I use... um crypto tab right now 
more okay. specifically because um, I, I think they might actually search or store your search history. I like them because like I'm, I'm really into the cryptocurrencies and things like that, but I, they're a lot better than say like Google. I, I think right. Google or uh, Bing or one of those, one of those yeah. iron ones. So. So just the last couple of these to kind of kick on, they talk about using browser extensions to block recommendations for you. The big one fact checking before sharing it's not hard to do a quick search. I mean, me, I get it. Emotion might kick in when you see an article or if you only read the headline and don't click on the actual article and read it. Yeah. Do your friggin' research. Do, do your research before you do, before you send something to make yourself look like an idiot. Yeah. You know, it, it happens. I do it. I do it all the time. And I catch myself. I'm like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a piece of shit for doing that. But There's a couple of my friends out there, you know who the fuck you are. You better <laughs> stop posting. That shit. <laughs> this one. I like this one. I like because I'm a you know we're both kind of the same where we like to get both sides of the information. Yeah, obtain sources of information with different perspectives, including sources one might disagree with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, absolutely. I love that. I love that. The only way to learn is to talk about your differences and not just live in your bubble, like your tribal bubble of the same ideals and this is what's right and everything else that I don't believe in is wrong that that's how we crumble as a society that's how we crumble as people right it it, it it's overtly against what makes us american too actually mm-hmm. um we are a land of many peoples as much as some of us don't want it to be that way um we absolutely are we're we're a land of immigrants we're a land of freedoms and you know there are sources out there that would want to take that away from you and if you are listening to those and you're absorbing their information eventually, even if you intend to or not, you will, you'll be like that as well. And that's just how all of this is designed. It's kind of gross, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Like we talk about it all the time on this show, be open and willing to communicate. The best way to learn is by communicating, by understanding you're not the smartest person in the room. I take the most pride in not being the smartest man in the room. that's right (laughs) (laughs) and ryan will attest that hey we all have our moments brother we all 100 percent, 100 percent. we all have our moments but as long as you're willing to learn understand where somebody's coming from and have a a fun debate at the end of the day i have friends who are completely far left and completely far right and i'm right in the middle and we could have a good conversation and then at the end of the day share share a beer with one another and it's like Nothing ever happened, yeah, but we and, do that by willing to learn. And that's that's the key right there Yep, is if somebody's not willing to, you know, hear your, your half of the argument, well, it's, it's not worth arguing with them, that ideal. You're never, you're never going to kill their ideology. Nope. And nope. Never. It's not going to happen. Um, you have to let them make that determination on their own. And, you know, the best thing you can do is, you know, live your fucking life, I guess. And you know, this is a little bit off topic, but if you are happy the way you are, be the way you are. And yeah. that, that's really that's really the key to everything. So move on. So move on from yeah. this. I'm, I'm boxing so myself just, in the corner. So ju- just the last couple ones here before we close it out today. Don't give devices to children. No screen time. Never accept the recommended YouTube videos. Always do your own YouTube searches. It's just going to be another way that you're going to mess up their algorithms and they're yeah, not going to collect more them. data on you. But also, uh, please, please put our stuff on 
Oh, the front page of YouTube. That'd be really oh, great. 100%. Yeah. yeah. If you 100%. get around to doing that, at, at like, like in the next 15 minutes, that'd be stellar. <laughs> <laughs> Try to avoid any clickbait material. Other, unless we do the clickbait titles in our show, those are the only times you're going to click on those. Click on ours. Yeah, Absolutely. click on ours. That's yeah. fine because we, we yeah. give you real shit. Yeah, because I think the name of this t- the name of this episode is going to be Neil deGrasse Tyson and um, Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, uh, George Bush Senior, not W. Bush. <laughs> hey, you know what W. Bush? Um, getting a na- getting a naked fist fight on uh, in our live stream. Um, definitely click on that. That's going to be a great time. So, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And a Han Solo videotapes it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Han, Han Solo is um, not dead proof. And it's just yeah. it's just Neil deGrasse Tyson giving you a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely click all over that. It's just it's just a forty five minute Rick roll. Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, so the la- they they have two more in here on this article, and then there's one that they didn't put in there that I actually really liked. Keep devices out of the bedroom after a certain time. For me, that's tough because of our jobs and what we do. We may have to answer at a, at a, any given time. But you know, turning off the notifications could be a really anything that's going to help you not or do not disturb mode and have those exceptions going in whatever's going to help you there don't allow social media use for your kids until they reach high school middle school is hard enough as it is elementary yeah. school they're learning they're growing wait you know wait to give them that shit at high school if their friends are doing it hey we, we all hear it and we've all gone through that but i mean you know it's sadly the numbers are out there but i see uh a flip phone in my son's future. Yeah. With, uh, all the buttons taken off of it. And, uh, just, oh, there's only two numbers in there and it's, one's going to be nine one one. It's going to be my direct cell phone until, he, until he's in freaking high school. But then the one that they didn't talk about in here that I actually liked is setting up a time bank for your kids, you know, telling your kids if they're like older, what do you think is a good amount of time for you to be on your devices and, you know, talk with them, be human with them, give them that chance to learn and to grow and to make those choices and kind of come back and not be, well, it's my way or the highway, but understand where they're coming from. Know that they're a kid, know that, you know, their friends are doing this or whatever the case is, or they want to watch YouTube videos, but they may surprise you and give you a, give you a really good answer. So don't be afraid to, you know, say, hey, why don't we, what do you think is going to be a good, good amount of time for you to be on a screen in a day? Right. And start that conversation. You never know. They might be doing something incredibly constructive too. You don't have a clue. Yeah. Unless you right. talk to them, talk to your children about these things. Communication. Yes, there it is. It's all came Commun- down to the same episode we've done 25 times. Communication. <laughs> it's weird how that works. Yeah. We talked for 55 minutes and then all of a sudden communication. communication. Was, we could have literally just come out and been like, talk to your kids about social media, communication, fucking podcast over, done. <laughs> we'd probably get more views that way. Yeah, it's yeah, because people like people like the TikTok model, 60 seconds or less. Yeah, we should we should probably do that. Actually, what right, are we, we starting yeah, TikTok? Sixty second podcast. Sixty. Well, no, no, but on TikTok. Shh! Don't take this from me. No, no, they don't want to see our faces. They don't no, want to see our faces. They don't want to see our faces. It's it's going to be a whole new form of media. You're a form of media. I am. I'm a force of media. Oh no! All right, all right. We're ending this. I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so right. done with you tonight. We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to thank everybody for checking out our episode here today on the Fearless Fathers podcast. I'm Dave O here. Ryan's with me as always. Thank you guys for tuning in, checking out this episode. 
seriously go out there if you have an hour and a half two hours go check out the social dilemma on netflix it'll scare the hell out of you but hopefully it'll open your eyes hopefully we gave you something out there that's going to help resonate with you can, can i make a suggestion if you're going to watch that bring a pint of ice cream <laughs> and a bottle of whiskey because <laughs> you're going to need that to get emotionally over what you're going to watch <laughs> go on i'm sorry He's not wrong, though. No, no, he's no, not no. wrong. And you're gonna need a serious flavor, like something we're talking, like Ben and Jerry's, Hagen Dazs. Oh, yeah. Spend some money, treat yourself, because you're gonna really need to build an emotional wall around all that information you just got. Oh, I drank so much beer in between that and after. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah much needed. But take what resonated with you guys, throw the rest away, like we always say. Pick those tools that you're going to need to build your own toolbox to build that foundation to become the biggest, strongest, best fearless father that you know you are at the end of the day. Continue to go out there and spread this podcast to other fathers who may need it. Young, old, new, whoever, whoever may just need a pick me up, whoever needs to know that they're not alone in this battle of being a father, of fighting these stigmas that we're going through every single day in the world. Let us know. Hit us up on our hit us up on email. Hello at fearlessfathers.net. Say hi to us. Say what's up. We want to meet you guys. We want to shake your hands virtually. Maybe not, you know, social distancing and all that right now, but say what's up to us. Share your story with us. Let us know what battles you've gone through to become a fearless father. We love to hear that. We love to hear those stories. They motivate us. They continue to motivate us and make us even better in our own minds. If you want to be a guest on our show, we're going to, we got to get back into interviews here. We're getting some lined up now. Hit us up on interview at fearlessfathers.net. Drop us that line. We'll get you everything ready to get set up and ready to rock and roll. We make it as pain-free as possible and as comfortable for you as possible from start to finish. We've had some great guests on the show who have never even done interviews before and have absolutely crushed them. So I promise you. Even if you're like Ryan and you don't know how to speak a word, we'll make you sound good. Your children are learning and growing every single day. Just because you're a dad does not mean you can't do the same. We are breaking the stigmas of social media one step at a time, one day at a time. And together, we're going to embrace the fear. All right.